What's up, sports ballers? Welcome to the latest edition of the Sports Ball Podcast. In this episode, Andrew and I discuss what was a crazy week in college football. So many upsets, so much change. We take a look at the current standings after all of the uh, the movement in the in the rankings and discuss who has the best shot at the playoffs. Who? What are some of the teams that have an outside chance at the playoffs if things fall their way? So much can happen. It's going to be a great end of the season. We also discuss uh, just briefly the uh, major. League Baseball playoffs, where the current series stand, and then we also have a bit of a discussion on the NBA. Are we even interested? What would cause us to watch? What teams do we enjoy watching if we're going to watch it all? And what of regular season basketball is actually appealing? And then we have a bit of a discussion about uh, NASCAR at the end because Andrew's headed to a uh, NASCAR playoff race this weekend. Stay tuned. Enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for uh, listening. Hey Andrew, it's just, it's your friend Patrick Mahomes calling. Just want to say I really like your podcast, Sports Ball. I think you guys can take it real far, like further than I can throw a football, which on a good day is about eighty-three to eighty-five yards. So keep up the good work. I'm gonna hand over to my buddy Cam now. Take care. Wow, Patrick, thanks for those kind words, buddy. Really appreciate it. Very impressive. Very impressive. If the anchor clap button were on here right now, I'd be pushing it. Clap, clap, <laughs> clap. Thank you, sir. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Are you doing okay today? Should I not be? Well, I mean, it is the two-year anniversary of one of the saddest Michigan sports moments in history. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the muffed punt heard around the world. Yeah, I thought it was has bad. It only, has it only been two years? I feel like I've relived that far more than I should have in two years. I believe so. I'm sure you're right. It just it it wounded me deeply. Uh, oops, I'm looking it up. But, but yes, despite despite it being a ominous anniversary excuse me it was three three years three years ago okay that makes more sense yeah my pain makes more sense now andrew thank you for clarifying so that that's that's where we are i just watched it on yeah if you want to see if you can't remember exactly what happened uh big 10 network posted on instagram oh no i can remember everything that happened in terrifying detail you know nebraska lost this weekend they gave up a 10 point lead in the final four minutes and um I uh, gave up a 99-yard drive in the final minute, two fourth and tens that were converted. And you think, wow, that really, that really, that one really hurt, especially when the first victory was right there. And then, and then the Big Ten Network posts that, and it's like, it really could. It could be much worse. You, you, your puncher could drop a ball, and then like spin around and throw it up in the air, and a Michigan State player picks it up. What's forgotten about that play is the Michigan State player came down with a broken hip. I don't feel bad about that. Well, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for him as, an, as a fellow human. You know, that sounds terrible, but mm-hmm. in, the, in the realm of football, I, I don't care. Can we talk about something else, please? Yeah, let's talk about college football today. This, um, this week. It was a wild I, week. It, oh my gosh, yeah. What, four of the top eight teams lost? Yeah. 
number two, number seven, six or six, seven, and eight, right? All lost. Yeah, it was a it was a wild week. So LSU beats then ranked Georgia thirty six to sixteen, and Georgia did not look good. No. So that was obviously the biggest upset, but then uh, you also had uh, Washington losing to Oregon, Wisconsin losing to Michigan, and then West Virginia losing to Iowa State. Yeah, that uh, Ames can become a uh, bit of a Bermuda Triangle within the Big 12. Like. They're, they always catch somebody. Last year, they got Oklahoma on the road. Mm-hmm. Texas, in some good years, went up, has gone up to Ames and gotten beat. And this year, it was uh, it was West Virginia. I tell you, who is really kicking themselves right now is uh, is Kentucky. Because they were competitive. And then they lost to Texas A&M two weeks ago. And... and had they won that game and then Georgia lost this week, I believe they'd be in first place in the driver's seat in the SEC West or SEC East, whichever the division they're in. And they would get Georgia at home in Lexington. So I, well, I guess they could still – I guess yeah. they're still in the driver's seat of sorts. Um, but they would they would have had a game – would have been a game up. Right, yeah, they'd be four and zero, so they would be in first because Florida and Georgia are both four and one. Right, so they still, as long as they win out, that would be wins over Florida and Georgia. So, I mean, they're still technically in the driver's seat. Um, oh, sorry, they actually already beat Florida, so they have the tiebreaker over Florida. Um, yep, so that- Georgia. Georgia plays Florida, I believe, next weekend. The, the cocktail, the world's largest cocktail party. I don't think it's called that anymore because we're we're politically correct. Heaven forbid someone drink a an adult beverage before a football game. And it doesn't happen. No, never seen it. So yeah, it's uh, let's see. We're probably what we probably have two more weeks before we get our first glimpse of the playoff uh, standings. I think the biggest storyline, the biggest thing to watch when those come out. Because it, so much can happen between now and and the end of the season. You really can't put much stock in the first one. However, what I do think you can put stock in is where Central Florida is in that first in that first ranking because um, they're sitting at 10, 10 right now in the polls. Mm-hmm. And so, wh- where does the the committee put them? Um, Alabama still has to play LSU, so that potentially eliminates them. Uh, Georgia could still make it to the SEC title game, but they lose to Alabama. That's at least a second loss. They may lose to Kentucky. That's a third loss. So do Alabama and LSU get in, and then it's Ohio State. And uh, we're teetering on the brink of enough Power 5 chaos that if Central Florida – Hold serve, could could they be one of the the four teams in the playoff? And yeah, I if if the Big Ten and uh, the SEC cannibalize themselves, which is possible with Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, like it's possible. Like say Michigan 
loses to Michigan State this week, but then somehow knocks off Ohio State. You know, right. we well, I guess we wouldn't we wouldn't. I don't know because Michigan State's a division, so yeah, I don't know. It would it'd be harder for the Big Ten to do it because Ohio State would have to lose two, and Michigan would have to lose another one, and beat Ohio State for them both to kind of be on the outs, or or one of them loses to Wisconsin in the championship, or Northwestern for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so, but I think yeah, the Alabama LSU showdown is going to have serious implications. Um, and then depending on how the rest of the season goes, because Michigan Ohio State's the last game of the year, um, that could be the most meaningful regular season college football game, or it could be completely irrelevant by then. Yeah, because if if Al- if Notre Dame is run the table by then, they're likely in. They don't have to play a conference championship game, so they they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be Michigan's only loss. So if, if Michigan, if an eleven one Michigan team becomes the Big Ten champion, they're in. Uh, and then it's Alabama and uh, presumably Clemson should they run the table. So I, I think that it will – but if neither the uh, ACC champion or the – if the ACC champion, champion is not Clemson or if Notre Dame does not get in, I think that opens the door for Central Florida. Uh, I th- but I also think that too rides on who comes out of the Pac-12. If Oregon comes out of the Pac-12 with one loss – yeah. That's going to be really hard for UCF to get over just because of the Power 5, non-Power 5 thing, which I think is – I guess there for a reason, but it it hurts the teams like UCF that are head and shoulders above the rest of the teams that aren't Power 5, and it actually helps the crappy Power 5 conference teams. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure if UCF was in the ACC – they could, you know, depending on what division they were in, they could get to the championship game, probably, with the talent they have. Like, you don't win, what, 19 straight games without being talented in every phase of the game. So here's the biggest issue I think I see with Oregon. Um, they play Washington State this week. After that, they play one more team that currently has a winning record. Now, Arizona State is 3-3, three and three, so by the time they meet up, Arizona could have a winning record, or they could be three and six. Uh, but the the only two remaining teams with at least a winning record on Oregon's schedule are Utah and 25th ranked Washington State this weekend. Uh, so right, but they did just knock off number seven Washington. They did beat Wa- Washington, and Washington uh, State is ranked 25th right now, and. You know, it really is a shame that no one in the Pac-12 South is any good this year. Because even if they go and win the conference, like over USC or whoever it winds up being, yeah, it's not, not going to be a good team. No, well, those aren't terrible teams. I mean, Colorado's five and one, and their only loss is USC. They could very well be six and zero. Oh. Colorado team's not terrible, but. Um... Yeah, they're they're not a they're not a top twenty team probably right now either. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, boy, it's gonna be a fun last six weeks here. Yeah, a short. lot, a lot that could uh, go right or go wrong depending on you know your perspective and what what teams you uh, you know cheer for or hate. Right. But that's what makes college football so much fun is 
there are so many variables yep. and every year is different and you just never know like with the independence or the the non-power five schools like it's just yeah it's just there's so much unpredictability about it which um you know just keeps people coming back yes yes it does i mean if if the you know, if, if college football or if the NFL operated the way college football did, that game on Sunday night between the Chiefs and the uh, Patriots would have been huge in the in the realm of college football. It was still a big game, but um, not not quite to the uh, because uh, you know fans are hoping those those two get a rematch in the AFC Championship game. So, well, and Lee Corso's not there to stumble his way through a pick, so. That's that's true. I'm watching the uh, Red Sox and um, Astros. This is a uh, this has turned out to be a good game. I understand there was some fan interference earlier. Yeah, and they uh, it was a two run home run by Jose Altuve that got called an out because the umpire determined the fan interfered with Mookie Betts catching it, which is like, dude, that's a that's a shot to the stomach. And now we've called a. I think a ghost of a foul tip uh, and kept Jackie Bradley Jr. It's an 0-2 count, nobody on, so hopefully it doesn't do too much damage. But, uh, I, you know, I'm not an Astros fan. <clears throat> um, I think they play in a joke of a ballpark. What do you mean? Flagpoles totally belong in the field of play. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what could go wrong there. And a 305-foot fence down the left field line, yeah, it all, it all makes perfect sense. Um, I wish that the uh, Royals have would have been as good for as long as the Astros have been. We're going on about f- what four seasons now that they've been really good. They probably well, should have beat. The, but the, they the, should the, they the, should have beat the Royals the year the Royals won the World Series. Right, but the the first year in that four year run, they didn't get good until the second half. Like they started that season, I think they lost their first thirteen or fourteen games of that season. Like they started out horrendously, yeah. and then the second half they were on fire, and then they just carried it through. But yeah, you're right; they they've been on quite the streak. It's and but then it also go ahead and trade for Justin Verlander because you know, yeah, the rich get richer, as they say. It wasn't that long ago we called them the Lastros. <laughs> Good pun. Yes, thank you. But as uh, uh, baseball winds down, you know it's starting up. Um, curling season. Um, the association, man. Oh, the National Basketball Association. Yep, I see what you did there. So what? Uh, what about the NBA? Do you do you enjoy in a season? Uh. What? I'll be honest. I used to like it a lot more than I do now. Um, I like playoff basketball. Regular season basketball just kind of gets monotonous to me. Um, But I guess what I will say about regular season basketball that I do enjoy is you tend to get to see the entire team play, not just the top six or seven guys. Um, And while – you know, the third center might not be great. It's fun to be like, oh, Brian Scalabrini's still in the league. That's nice to know. I don't know if he actually is still in the league, but that's how I knew it was the middle of the season. Like, oh, he's playing. Okay. 
These games don't matter. I don't believe he's still in the league. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a team I follow. Um, however, I do have this Twitter account that I follow. His name's Worldwide Wob. And he's like this NBA guy. And he, he has a blog. He also alerts when there's a police chase, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he like finds the humor in the NBA, and it makes it so much more entertaining like, than just you know whatever it is. And I also think that um, the TNT guys are awesome, so they're a great part of the NBA. No, Charles Barkley needs to not be on television. Well, okay, but, but he's he's entertaining. Like you can disagree with his arguments and find it's him only entertaining because I all make fun of him for being not smart. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, Shaq and Shaq, Shaq and Charles Barkley—that's a good combination. Oh my gosh, it's like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> well, to each to each their own, but. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe if I get sent down to Oklahoma City for work, I'll find a way to uh, to go to a game. I haven't been to an NBA game in like 20 years, so I, I maybe wouldn't mind mind going. But yeah, I don't. I, I won't follow it real closely. Like if it's on and it's somewhat of an intriguing matchup, I might watch. But I feel like I feel like the NBA, like we're on the brink of it. There for a while, the NBA was so bad. I feel like it's gotten so much better here the last, I don't know, five years or so. There's a lot more star power. They're not regional, like, they're not regional stars like baseball has. And I think it's just a, a stronger league overall. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I do really enjoy watching Golden State play. Like, they are a team that I will watch in the regular season because they're just so stinking good. Um and I like hating the Rockets. That's fun. Um, not because I dislike any of the players. I just, you know, Houston. Uh, when I hear Houston, I just I start sweating just thinking about it. Yeah. If you know me, I like to avoid sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I'm just sitting here thinking about a place. Um, but, yeah, so I guess my interest overall in the league this year on a scale of like 1 to 10 is probably like a 6. And that may increase or decrease based on, like, what happens with LeBron in L.A. And, like, the 76 and the Celtics and the Raptors in the Eastern Conference. Like, I grew up as a Pistons fan, and, and when they won their titles in 04 and uh, around there. I'm sorry. My dogs have decided to join the podcast. Hold on. Hello, puppies. Thank you, guys, for just adding such quality content to the show. Anyways, I grew up as a Pistons fan, and I just I haven't really been had a team to root for in a long time. So I've just kind of taken on approach of I'm going to watch the teams that play well, and it doesn't really matter to me where they're from unless it's Houston. I also feel like um, uh, I just lost his name, but the the player that's like had all the drama last week, um, Kawhi Leonard. I feel like there's another one. Oh, uh, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Like, I feel like the NBA is as close to, like, real-life kind of wrestling drama storylines as you can get. Like, big egos and guys, you know, that'll walk out of a game or they'll, you know, they'll, they'll just throw a temper tantrum and there's petty fights all the time. Like, 
it's it's kind of like real life kind of wrestling storylines. Yeah, exactly. So I, I appreciate that. And if you ever get in the NBA fight, you got to be trying to smack the other guy with an open palm instead of actually punch him like a real man. <laughs> right. And just kind of like push him into the goal standard. Yeah. And then like pretend like your teammates are holding you back when no one actually is. And then you realize, oh, shoot. And then you just walk away. Oh, the Astros just hit a cheap home run. Tony Kemp. That thing maybe went 320 feet. I'm sorry, Andrew, that that bothers you so deeply. That's right. I just wish they'd play in a real ballpark. It's not <laughs> at least they have grass. When the Royals had to play the Blue Jays on their fake field, that really, that really dumb like goat. But more so than the bat flip. Oh yeah, bat flip doesn't bother me. I mean, Batista. Yeah, I didn't get that. Batista's a Batista's a punk, but it didn't really bother me. Um, you, you know what's this weekend? Besides the Chicago Bulls home opener, yes, I believe that you are going to be uh, watching some cars turn left at high high rates. I am. I'm taking my dad. Can't wait. And this is his first NASCAR experience. This right? is his first time. Yeah, in typical dad fashion too. I told him, you know, this is one event where I will not be embarrassed if he chooses to wear cargo shorts. <laughs> in part because. Um, you know, not only will no one notice, but cargo shorts are the perfect place to keep your next beer. So, it it all works out. Well, I mean, they're nothing if not, you know, utilitarian. Fashionable and useful. Right. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're headed there on Sunday morning. Can't wait. Um, I, you know, I think the best part about taking a first-timer is uh, – when the green flag drops, and we're in the 10th row, which 10th row NASCAR tickets are the cheap seats because you can't see the – we can see the whole track, but you can't see it real well. Um, <clears throat> so – I feel you know, like you're in the splash zone at the 10th row. Like, you can get chunks of tire. Yeah, so my brother did not wear sunglasses to one race, and he's like, I feel like I've got, like, rubber in my eyes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you're, you're – we're – well, I bet we're 40 feet off the track. That is so close. Holy cow. So when 40 cars come by at 180 miles an hour and they're all in a, a pack, that puts some hair on your chest. It, it tickles the old navel. I believe that's called puberty, Andrew. Well, I'm, I'm going to need a razor on Monday morning. So it should be good. We're in the playoffs, so the playoff field, by some odd formula, will be um, dropped from twelve cars to eight cars. Now all all forty still run, but um, there will only be really eight cars that are still fighting for points after this week. So there will be some cars that you know, like the difference between a 15th place finish and a 12th place finish could be the difference between them advancing into the next, the end of the round of eight. So should be some good storylines. We'll make sure to boo Kyle Bush and uh, yeah, we'll have a good time. Tour some RVs, check the cars out up close, hit the merchandise haulers, 
drink some beer. It's just going to be a great Sunday. I tried to talk my dad into pulling the NASCAR NFL Sunday night doubleheader because the uh, Chiefs and Bengals play on NBC. Not interested. That would have been a long day. That would have been a very long day. Yeah. Would have been pushing like a 12-hour a day of sports. But would have been one for the books, although it would have been a – I'm not sure I can handle in a, an NFL game. Well, I mean, our, our good friend Patrick would have put on a show for you. It'll be good. I'll, I'll come home, maybe get some La Coretta and, uh, and settle in. Well, it sounds like a lovely Sunday. And I hope you're uh, you're enjoying a Wolverine victory. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a big game Saturday. Yep, against those turds from Lansing. So, yeah, I like to not let sports dictate my mood, but this is one of two games that gets to do that. So, we'll see how Saturday goes. Good luck. I'm hoping Nebraska um, wins their first game. They play Minnesota in Lincoln. Hmm. Hoping this is the. I'm hoping this is the week. And if not, they can always just hit harder. Well, Bethune Cookman's the next week, and if they don't win that one, then we're in trouble. But they, the most frustrating part is the statistical profile matches that of like a two and four, a three and three team. Um, but they haven't been able to win even one. one you just got to get the monkey off your back. Get the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a huge, a huge relief. Move, move on, you know. Yep. All right, sir. Well, have fun at your NASCAR event. I, I'll promise to record a segment this time. Please do. I will. Even if it's just cars zooming in the background, I just want to hear what that sounds like from forty feet away. That that's what it'll be. Or, better yet, I need an interview from Andrew's dad. That's what I need in my life. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. He may be, <laughs> such, he may be so stunned he can't even he's at a loss of words. I need to make sure he bought ear protection. He thought we were just joking when we told him he would go buy ear protection. So we, I need to make sure that he's, uh, he's been to the hardware store. Yes, look out for the old man. Yep. All right, All sir. Right. Adios. Later.